Welcome to episode three of the Mindful Presenters Greatness Guide. Today, I'd like to share with you 10 of the common public speaking myths that really are doing a great deal of damage in the workplace today. And we need to dispel these now. You see, the world is full of tales and illusions, many of which have stood the test of time, as we all know. And public speaking myths are no exception. And in fact, they continue to hurt presenters and audiences in businesses everywhere. It's time to challenge those unhelpful public speaking myths that still persist today. And once we do so, we get to cast them aside gradually and learn how to overcome them. So let's begin with myth one. Great speakers are born that way. It's a myth. It's an absolute myth that speakers are born with the ability to connect confidently and easily with a room full of people. The truth is anyone who aspires and decides to improve their speaking skills, they can do it. It's a learnable skill which can be achieved through commitment, learning, hard work and determination. You know, in fact, some of the world's most famous celebrities from Harrison Ford to Julia Roberts to Samuel L. Jackson, L. Jackson they've all had to overcome the fear of public speaking. To achieve great success as we know and there are many many more to speak of let's look at myth two audiences can't read have you ever attended a presentation where the speaker read everything off the slide to you word for word it's a common mistake and if you've been through it you'll know it's both boring and annoying. You see, your average audience can either listen to you speak or read. Most can't do both effectively at the same time. Talk to your audience. Never, ever read to them. Myth three, it's best to keep your hands still. Many presenters have been taught to avoid moving their hands while presenting. They're told it's distracting and makes them look nervous. That's a myth too. It's a myth and it's a huge mistake. You see, movement is natural. Movement is energy and it offers and creates visual stimulation. It's easy to tell a story. Our job is to bring the story to life and our hands can help us to do that beautifully. Consultant Vanessa Van Edwards studied famous TED Talks and found that the ones that became extremely popular featured speakers who use their hands the most. In fact, she said, when really charismatic leaders use their hands, the brain is super happy. Myth four, experienced speakers don't feel nervous. It's not true. And as you learn to develop your public speaking skills, your pre-anxiety nerves, they lessen. The truth is your nerves will never go away completely if you're about to give a presentation that you genuinely, truly care about. Experienced speakers simply learn how to control, manage, and even harness their nerves to help them rather than hinder them. I believe it was Mark Twain that once said, there are two types of speakers, those that are nervous and those that are liars. Myth five, only extroverts make really good public speakers. That's not true either. Introverts can make great public speakers too. In her brilliant TED talk, if you haven't seen it, Susan Cain explains that introverts are not necessarily shy, 
but they gain energy from low key environments. All we need to do is have something important to say that will make a difference to other people. We need a belief in ourselves that what we have to say needs to be heard and should be heard. We need a passion for what we believe in and a conviction to express our passion and share our message. Let's take a, a look at myth six. There are rules for public speaking and presenting. That's not true either. You know, like any other skill or, skill or field, there's best practice and there's things that work better than others. That's true. It's true in public speaking and presenting too. It's a public speaking myth that a number of rigid rules apply and that they have to be followed without exception. Taking advice and guidance is one thing, but the moment you try to follow, let's call it the rules, you're doing both yourself and your audience a huge disservice. It takes time to find value and express our authentic voice. How about myth seven? You have to be perfect. In our popular article, The 20 Habits of Truly Brilliant Presenters, habit three is they don't try to be perfect. They don't try to be perfect. In fact, we go on to suggest that anxiety increases, increases substantially when we strive for perfection. The great presenters know that, know that so they don't try to go for an Oscar-winning performance. Instead, they know that their job is to simply be the best of who they are with the sole intention of making a difference to their audience rather than making themselves look like, let's call it superstars. Now let's turn to myth eight. We're only gonna look at 10 of them, remember. Myth eight, you need to memorize your speech. That's not true either, I'm here to tell you. Your audience really don't want to hear a slick, polished presenter who's memorized everything. It's a myth, that's theater. If you want that, you go to the theater. At Mindful Presenter, we believe, passionately believe, that our audiences, they want to hear someone speak who knows what they're talking about, that's a prerequisite, that they care about what they're talking about. And ultimately, they can make their audience care about the topic too and the message. And you don't need to memorize your speech. In fact, if you try to do that, it'll do both you and your audience far more harm than it will good. We need to internalize, internalize, not memorize our presentation. In other words, become so comfortable with our message that if we left our notes on the train, for example, or let's say our PowerPoint failed, we could still speak. Even without slides or notes, we could still hold a good account of ourselves. Take the time to make your message a part of you. Internalize it, don't memorize it. Myth nine, PowerPoint is the root of all evil. 
Not true. There is nothing wrong with PowerPoints or any other visual aid software for that matter. Like you, I'm sure I've seen visuals used powerfully to great advantage, and I've seen them used miserably. It's how we use them that matters the most. Myth 10. Last but by no means least, some topics make for boring presentations. It's not the topic. It's not the topic. It's often the presenter. Now, some topics may challenge and test our creativity. That's true. But isn't that the point? That's the challenge. If you think your content is boring, then how can you expect anyone else to like it when you present? You may perceive your topic as dry, complex, technical, or dull. If that's the case, you really need to reframe your thinking and create content which is rich and compelling. Focus on how that content can help your audience. And as you're delivering it, speak with energy and enthusiasm. It doesn't matter what the topic is, but bring your message to life. And you can do that through the use of stories. Try interacting with your audience, involving your audience. Don't just let them sit there. Don't lecture to them. Challenge the status quo and dare to be different. The last point on this is, you know, our job as presenters is to find and give our audience what we call at Mindful Presenter, the gold, to find the gold. And the gold isn't all the dirt and debris and sand and pebbles that you find when you're panning for gold. It's those golden nuggets. And it's the golden nuggets in your content that will make a difference. If you need help challenging and overcoming these myths, and I'm sure there are many, many more, then please keep listening to future episodes of our podcast. I promise you we'll share everything you need to know. Thank you.